I just want to do God's will. The kind of revolution that the world needs is a Christian revolution. If you want a miracle, you've got to expect it to happen. You are the recipients of God's grace and God's blessings, and you rejoice in that reality. Welcome to Life Today Live. I have a question for you. Is there anyone in your life that you feel like you are walking on eggshells around this person? I think we all at some point have them. And you know what? If that person uh, is in your family, it can make things very difficult. If that person is your spouse, it can make things even more difficult. Uh, How do you do that? What are some things you can do to get to a healthier place in in this relationship and in all your relationships well we're going to talk to someone who addresses that in fact uh she is a a a pcc so she's got some credentials she's also the ceo of greater impact ministries and nina rosner has a, a book that's been out for over a decade now that's been really helped a lot of people it's called the respect dare that's a great resource for you but she's also got a new ebook uh called five steps to stop walking on eggshells and there's a little course online we'll give you more information about that but this is an an issue that she is addressing because there is a need for that and if you're one of those people that you want to learn how to navigate this this is the show for you and uh, if you don't really have that person I mean you probably will at some point so great information to just kind of put in your back pocket there because you're going to need it at some point Nina welcome to Life Today Live great to see you Oh, so glad to be here, sir. Let me let me hit some of this the the respect there because I think it's a great foundation and framework uh, for a lot of the work that you're doing. Uh, give give us a little bit of an idea of what exactly that is and the impact that it's had over the years. So, if you're a wife that struggles with being controlling or domineering, and uh, emotionally reactive with your husband, if he's frustrating you on a daily basis, that's the book to read Mm. Uh, because it's a a book about dying to self and learning how to communicate the man's language of respect. And no, it doesn't mean that women don't get respect too, but it is about what can you do within your own relationship to change it from one of constant conflict to something that's more winsome Mm. and and the stuff within us that needs to get kind of rooted out and dealt with. Uh, to facilitate that yeah and that's uh that's helped a lot of people because i know that that's something that <laughs> when i first you know read that whole concept i went oh yeah okay that, that's exactly what's going on that, that that is exactly right but yet we don't always know it so i mean i i know that pointing that out and and putting it into words and articulating it and offering steps to improve it has, has certainly had a really positive impact on a lot of people you've talked to. Yeah, it's sold uh, very many copies, like over 100,000 copies, and I'm shocked by that. And then on top of it, we get letters almost every week by you know from married women. It's like this totally changed my relationship with my husband. Yeah, and it and it does when we when we engage with a relationship with Christ because it it does do that. The book connects you to God. It's a devotional experience for forty days, and when you do that, then you can hear His voice more clearly, and uh, interact in a way that is respectful and um, not emotional, not causing more conflict and drama in the relationship. So yeah. it's, it's been useful. We're, yeah. we're pleased with that. Yeah. And you know, it ties in uh, real nicely with the 
the current ebook that you're offering in the course on five steps, right? <laughs> to walking on yeah, air. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What uh, What are you outlining in that one? Well, let's set up the problem before we get to the solution. How do you mm-hmm. see the problem? What are the What are the eggshells represent? Yeah. So that's fear. So um, had a situation today, for example, took my dog to the vet and I had called around, got some pricing. And when I showed up, they then they wanted to charge me something different than what they said on the phone. So if I was walking on eggshells in that relationship, which I'm not, I would have just been, oh, okay. And I would have paid 400 extra dollars. And you think, well, nobody does that. Well, yes, they do. That's why people act like this in business. <laughs> it's a conflict to say, hey, you know, I called and this is what I was told I would be charged. What's going on? And ask a question. So in in marital relationships or our closest relationships, those are the ones where we have the most fear, right? And so we will not say what's true. We'll agree to stuff we don't want to agree to. We will pretend to be okay with something. Are you, you want to do this? Oh yeah, sure. And you're thinking, oh, that's the last thing I want to do. And we're not being truthful in the relationship. And the closer the relationship is, the more that matters because we shoot off these micro expressions. And so the person knows there's something a little off here. And then we erode trust. Mm. And it would have been just so much better if we'd have just told the truth, which is, hey, I love you. I want to hang out with you, but I don't want to go to that baseball game. I hate baseball. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or whatever. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so do you find that this is is more of an issue that, that women go through. Uh, and I asked because, I mean, I would never want my wife to live in, in fear of me. Right. But there were many times where she did things that I know she, in retrospect, I'm like, why, why did you even do that? And she, she's like, well, you know, they just go along to get along kind of right. thing. And, or maybe a people pleaser kind of person. Yep. Uh, and us guys are just, we're thick headed and oblivious uh, most of the time. And, and you know, but is, is this more, typically a, a women's issue? So you bring up a really interesting data point, and this is data driven. The Big Five Personality Index cross-culturally worldwide shows that women on average are more agreeable than men. Yeah. And so what that means is that we're gonna be biology-based is where they think that comes from because it's bad for children to be around conflict. Right. Conflict that's resolved in ways that's unhealthy is really bad for kids. The drama, the anger, all of that. It's not good for their identity development. And so women somehow inherently know this. And so what we'll do is we'll throw ourselves under the bus, um, go along to get along more frequently. And the problem with that is it's a self-betrayal that over time turns into bitterness and resentment. And then shows up verbally like, I did everything for you. And, mm-hmm. and it's like, yeah, you lied to your husband for 20 years <laughs> right. about what you really wanted. Right. So you can own a piece of this, sister. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry to be so rude, but that's true. And we don't see it. We don't know about it. Nobody's talking about it. Yeah. It, yeah unfortunately, I think mm-hmm. that is true. But you know what? It also can inadvertently, I think, encourage, you know, well, I mean, you know, the criticism of men is that we tend to be insensitive. And that's probably based on some real good data too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't that in, sort of, if not, uh, what's the what's the term? Enable that insensitivity and almost cultivate it in a sense. Yeah, yeah. One of the problems that we discovered with the Respect Air book is about fifteen eh, percent of the women that read it 
ended up enabling worse behavior from their husbands. Like they got taken advantage of. And we didn't know this, but if you don't have boundaries and are respectful, like if you're not actually telling the truth and saying yes to yes things and no to no things Mm -hmm. and having some boundaries and being healthy in that space to just lay down who you are and then be a shadow to this other person is really not useful. And it would be extremely tempting, I think, for a man who, and I love how men are wired. They are different than we are. I know that's not a culturally, politically correct thing to say right now, but it is absolutely true. You have different hormones than we do. You bond differently. Mm -hmm. And so we need to recognize that, communicate differently with you. I, I think the worst, the shortchanging that we do is we treat men like girlfriends. And in this space, we're assuming that you're going to be upset or have your feelings hurt or something like that. If we don't go along with whatever, it's like, no, you just, you're pretty black and white direct. You want to know what we actually think when you ask. It's true. And we don't always tell you. And that makes me crazy. Yeah. So you got to know your audience right. as a communicator. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Oh man. Oh, okay. Yeah, for anybody young in your marriage, listen up. This is so true, and I've had to go through it the hard way. You know, my wife uh, is from Florida, and so she's a beach girl, and I don't, I don't love the beach, right? I like the mountains, uh, and I like to go to the mountains in the winter, which <laughs> you're laughing. This common thing, I'm guessing. Um, yeah. I, I like I like to go there when there's snow, and mm-hmm. and I would you know and. My wife knows how to snow ski, so I'm thinking this is the natural, right? And I wanted a buddy. I wanted somebody. Let's go. Let's go skiing, you know. And I'd drag her up, and you know, after a day or two, she would hate it. She would just and and she wouldn't say that, but I could tell, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. You yeah. know, it's like, why aren't you having as much fun as I am? I love it here. It, we finally got to the point where she was like, why don't you find some guy friends to go with you, yeah. skiing with you, right? You know, I, I don't want, it's too cold up there. I really don't care about skiing any anymore, you know? And at first, I probably didn't react the way that a mature man should, you know, kind of, uh, I probably pouted, a, I, I pouted a little bit, you know, I want you, you know. But then when I got over that, uh-huh. now I have an annual trip, coming up, looking forward to it, where I got a bunch of guys, and it's been very healthy because guys need guy friends, yes, right? Yes, you do, yeah. And we yeah. go uh, every year, and I got a, b- a group of guys, and we go up. We go on Super Bowl weekend. We will call it Super Ski Weekend. We go up. Nice. We watch football. We ski. We go out to dinner. We're guys. We encourage each other. There's been some really good things happen spiritually, you know, because um, men mm-hmm. we need each other. Mm-hmm. And I've also got another trip planned to take my wife to the beach because she loves the beach. Wow, it's so, so much wise. Better. It's so yeah. much better. Yeah. yeah. And good on her for telling the truth. Yeah. You know, I had to drag it out of her. But, you know. Well, at least you did because you knew something was wrong. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's what's happening. And yeah. it's just such be- so much better to tell the truth. So, and here's the thing from a man's perspective. If if I'm a husband and my my, my wife, if my wife has to walk on eggshells, if she's living in fear and, and I looking back over 30 plus years, they're no doubt been some days like i hate that Mm -hmm. i hate that she would ever not want to tell me the truth Mm -hmm. it's it's got we'll get over it any anything that you know we'll Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get over it but we have we've got to not have that kind of fear in our relationship either way you know yeah so it's it's important and I love the fact that you had the awareness and and did something with that. I also want to point out that it's not your fault. She can be afraid and you not be scary. Yeah. 
So she's responsible if she's got, no, I'm not saying she does, but a lot of women have fear. It has nothing to do with whether or not their husband is unreasonably whatever. Like just direct communication can be scary for women in some yeah. some ways. If you're in corporate America, you get used to that. At least a lot of women do. And then take it too far and are terrible and and then make their husbands people pleasers and their, their husbands are afraid of them. Yeah. Like that happens. Yeah, that. Um, but the reality is, is that we have to take ownership over our own emotions. And so, and, and women are gonna naturally be more afraid than men are of the other because you're bigger than we are. You're stronger than we mm -hmm. are. You can't change biology. Like you could snap me in half. I'm, I'm weigh 125 pounds soaking wet and there's not much I can do about that. And I don't, you know, and my husband's six foot two, like I would naturally be afraid of him if he was angry, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. He's never done anything that would be scary to me. So, but that is within us yeah. naturally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and it's good reckoning. All right, so and when we're talking about the five steps to, to stop walking on eggshells, which is available at greaterimpact.org, if you guys are interested in downloading that or going doing a little course um what what are some of the things that you're looking at to not live in fear in whatever relationship that is yeah so it comes down to acts 529 which says uh we live we obey god not man right so if i'm hung up in having you needing to be happy if you're my spouse and i need you to be okay for me to be okay if I'm making decisions and choices based on what you're going to like or not like, and to your point earlier, when you said, you know, doesn't that enable? Yeah. So if you've got somebody that you're married to that has an anger problem, the solution to that is not to do things to keep them from getting angry. It's to actually engage in more things that cause them to have to deal with their anger mm. because as you remove more and more and more things, you just make that person more and more and more sensitive. So the smallest of things then becomes the thing that makes them that ang angry. So it's really wise to learn who am I making these decisions for? Where's my identity coming from? Hey, Lord, what do you want me to do in this situation? Oh, you want? Okay, so I'm being selfish, so I should go along to get along in this space. Okay, thank you, God, for that, right? Mm -hmm. Or, oh, I'm turning myself into inside out to please somebody who, uh, that I'm, oh, my motive isn't right here. What do you want me to do? What's the right thing in this solution, situation? And so having that constant dialogue with the Lord, knowing the Bible, knowing what the, quote, rules, what the truth is about how we are to behave, what his character is, because that's within us, mm -hmm. that then drives our behavior. But if we're outwardly motivated by the reactions of other people and whether or not they like us or are happy with us, we're, we're singing the wrong song dance in the wrong dance. It has to come from what he says about us, who he is, and then how we interact in that character in the world. That's identity. So for, especially for a woman who is physically smaller uh, and not as strong as a husband or someone, maybe it's your boss, you know, mm -hmm. that can be, there's a lot at stake in that. Oh, there always is, yes. So how yeah. do you, how do you handle that when you don't want to lose your job or you're literally afraid of your husband? Well, yeah. So in the first situation, how much is your character worth? Hmm. You know, you're going to 
put, let's say you make $75,000 a year, $30,000 a year, whatever it is, is that what you're, the price of your character? So you're going to do this unethical thing and that's what your character is worth. Mm -hmm. Are you going to use respect and go to your boss and say, hey, I know you have the best of intentions with this thing you've asked me to do. And I am 100% sure that the outcome you're looking for is something that's going to benefit the company. I noticed that it doesn't line up with this law over here. And I'm wondering how you want to handle that. So you assume the best about the person, you communicate respectfully, and you don't assume that your life is always on the line. When you're taught, you, you read the Bible, God asks people to do scary things. <laughs> At the end of the day, are you going to erode your character? And it should take very, very little of an infraction to make you upset with yourself. So if you have to, you know, do something like embezzle money to be upset with yourself, like your character is far eroded, right? So we need to be looking at, am I a person of integrity in that space? Because at the end of the day, if God's asking you to do something, he's going to take care of you. Like maybe that's the wrong job for you. And if you're respectful and you get, well, you need to do this or I'm going to fire you. It's like, okay, well, you know what? My character's not worth $30,000 and my name's going on that thing. So, um, yeah. yeah, I, I, I really love this job and I respect you, but I can't work here if that's how this has to be. Yeah. And then you'll see people sometimes backpedal and go, well, you know, let me take a look at that again because you happen <laughs> to be amazing at what you do. Like, <laughs> right, right. hey, and then you just showed them who you are, actually are, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Is how, I'm just curious, in the in, in the workplace, do you, do you find that there are a lot of men who uh, use fear as their way to hold on to authority? I think both men and women do that. Do they? Yeah. The emotional outbursts that are commonplace in corporate America right now blow me away. Hmm. It's both men and women. And emotionality is scary. Hmm. It used to be that it was unprofessional to behave like that. And nobody enjoys it. But people are doing it and they're using it as a weapon or they're just so incredibly sensitive that they cannot control their emotions. And that's how they burst forth in the workplace and it, it works for them. So they do it again, you know, Yeah, it's not acceptable. <laughs> no, it's not enjoyable either. And it's mm -mm. probably not very productive. You know? No, you overall. don't build an atmosphere of trust with your team. If you have to be, you know, a five alarm hissy fit to get them to do something. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's not leadership. That's no, yeah. Le leader leadership means that others follow. And, and good leaders mean yeah. that they want to follow. Doesn't mean that yeah. you're behind them, shoving them in every direction that you feel like they should go. Okay. Um, what, as you're dealing with, you know, relationships, the times have changed. The culture has changed. Um, how has that changed the way you approach these things? Because the principles in Scripture sure haven't changed. History hasn't changed either. <laughs> you know, um, I love what has happened recently with, uh, is it Bill Ackman, Ackerman, um, who pushed the envelope with Claudine Gay at Harvard, and she ended up having to resign because of plagiarism. Yep. She was the president there. If right. Somebody hasn't been following that. And 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 so when, we, when you choose to keep the truth the truth, you keep a culture in, in a, a place where it can grow and thrive. We saw the fall of Rome because of debauchery, you know, most civilizations hit around 200 years and they start falling apart or they 
get stronger depending on how the leadership reacts. Mm. So we're in a crucial time in our country right now. And and the forces of good and evil are doing their thing. Like, is truth going to win? I don't know. It's hard to even know what truth is anymore. But it's really important to understand that the truth is still the truth. Good is still good. Evil is still evil. And we need to operate in that no matter what it costs us. Because if we don't, we lose everything. Yeah. It's It really does matter. Even the small scale stuff in your you know, PTA, in your school board meetings, in your community, if you're there supporting truth, that matters. It matters. Yeah. Or the Roman leader that asked Jesus, what is truth? You know? Well, that's a good question. Unfortunately, we have the answer scripturally. If you're a Christian, you know Jesus is the truth. And so you can go always go to the scripture and what he says uh, and then, you know, applying it to the culture. Um, that takes uh, there's an art to that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that, that I think that's why we've got the Holy Spirit to lead in whatever direction that looks like. Um, but the foundation doesn't change. And if your foundation's off, it doesn't matter how beautiful the house is. It's going to fall. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, I appreciate the work that you keep doing. I want to show people the respect there again, because this is a great resource, uh, wherever you're at in your marriage relationship, but also the principles that carry on into other relationships. Uh, and these are, these are not going away. doesn't matter how the culture changes. It doesn't matter the latest fad or whatever's going on out there. This is the, this is what works. Uh, and it all goes back to biblical principles. Nina, what, what do you, what, what do you see in, in relationships? Because I know you've got, uh, you're, I think you're about the same sort of position in, in life. You know, we have young adult children who are having mm-hmm. young babies and I, I, I sometimes go, I don't, man, I mean, God bless my children and the, and the play, the culture they're having to raise their kids in. Uh, yeah. and, and, but you know, the, the generations turn over and it's really nothing that new. I mean, somebody was griping about the condition of the world. I'm like, Hey, look at the sixties in this country. There are assassinations (laughs) all over the place. Right. You know, the principles, they, they just work. Uh, what do you, what are you seeing? Are you seeing a new generation of, of young adults coming into your office and asking some of these questions and you're going, the answer's the same as it was 20 years ago. You know, what do you see? Yeah. It's really interesting. People are getting married later. Yeah if at all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the marriage rate is declining. Divorces are pretty stable, but there's too many of them still. Okay. It's really unfortunate. People don't know how to do conflict. And then what's really troublesome is these 20 somethings, early 30s, they don't know how to communicate with people. Mm. Um, they go on dates and text each other, like no joke. They meet on <laughs> Tinder or something, and then they sit across a coffee shop table and text to each other. I've seen it, and it's the weirdest thing ever. You can't create a family very easily (laughs) if you're not actually verbally communicating. And that's the worst, the extreme of it. Um, And and they feel really let down by the generations ahead of them. Hmm. You know, they there's they're coming into this space more sensitive and disappointed. And thinking they need to be making this big impact right out of the gate. And so that when they don't, because nobody does that, you got to work 15, 20 years to actually have an impact in, in the world, they're disappointed. So 
we're seeing a lot of sad and a lot of looking for other things. Great news is, is that people are searching for spirituality. Mm. And so we've really ministered to the church and marriages of Christian couples. We can, we can help you if you've been, you know, three years separated and domestic violence, somebody has been in jail, like turn that around into connection. Mm. We, we know how to do that. Mm. An incredible program to do that. But the church has to get it right to be attractive. There's really not much separating us from the world at the moment, visually and statistically. So we want to enable um, people to have some hope that they should have in Jesus, but the people inside the church don't really understand him. So that's that's difficult. You know, it seems like that provides an opportunity, especially for uh, you know people our age and older uh, yes. who feel really disconnected. From the culture these days but the culture's disconnected it seems like an opportunity for mentorship uh, mm -hmm. but that requires getting over any kind of fear not walking on egg eggshells speaking <laughs> the truth you know yeah uh do you see that same opportunity for older generations to start you know going back to these younger people who are searching yeah i really do and that requires us to have so much respect mm -hmm. for people that you know, are living crazy lives and don't, they're, they're lost yeah. and the floundering and don't know what to do. They're looking for the way, mm. but we have to first find it ourselves and, you know, not dish judgment and giving advice and telling people what they should be doing with all sorts of criticism. That never works. We have to respectfully communicate and understand our audience, if you will, mm -hmm. again, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, to in, interact with that. Yeah. Um, most of the methods are not effective unless we've got that respect. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I'm going to quote A.R. Bernard till the day I die. He said up here when I was talking to him one time, we we're talking about Jesus coming in, in grace and truth, uh, fully grace, fully truth. He mm -hmm. said it's the, it's the grace that gets us into the sinner's yeah. world. It's the truth that gets them out. And we got to have both. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I love it. All right. Uh, anything I missed? Oh, you know what? I was going to mention your podcast. I've got another. Tell me about your podcast. I've got the notes on it. It's called. Yeah. So, what to say and how to say it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's Save on me. there somewhere, right? It's okay. Yeah. So, we, uh, we have a weekly podcast, about a half hour long, where we tackle tough communication things that show up in marriage. So, we help Christian men and women fix their broken marriages, mm. basically, mm. by talking about things that people don't like to talk about. Well, good. Because. That's what we need, uh, and that takes uh, that takes courage, rather, uh, and you crush those eggshells uh, and, and be confident as you walk in the truth that God gives us. Thank you, Nina. I appreciate all your input today. And uh, anything else you want to add before I let you go? I just appreciate the opportunity and uh, pray for you and the work that you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I've got five interviews today. That's why I'm a little bit <laughs> sort of trying to go the right yeah. answer. Up a lot it's all right. Thanks for letting me be part of one. Uh, and I appreciate you. I truly do. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys out there watching. Hopefully this has encouraged you, especially if you're walking on those eggshells, living in fear, wherever that relationship may be. You don't have to. Uh, if you need more help, you can check out Greater Impact. Uh, it is greaterimpact.org. Uh, and you can download that course and free ebook. It'll help you. Appreciate you guys being here. We'll see you again next time on Life Today Live.